Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders that are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders and teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and doing it predictably and sustainably. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Scipio. The number one challenge every salesperson faces right now is how to have more conversations with more potential customers and land more appointments. And that's why you've got to go check out Scipio today. I've had too many sales leaders tell me how Scipio has transformed their ability to make contact with customers faster and easier than ever before that I had to go check them out myself. Salespeople using Scipio see a 5x improvement in landing appointments and a 40% lift in show rates. And that means more conversations, which we all know means more sales. Listen, everything has changed in the last year. And that means the way you connect with customers needs to change too. Scipio has the best automated texting platform for building personalized relationships at scale that I have ever seen. But don't take my word for it. Head over to Scipio at Scipio.com and use the code SPRINGFREE for one month on the plan of your choice courtesy of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Again, that's Scipio, S-K-I-P-I-O.com and use SPRINGFREE to find out just how good a modern messaging platform can be. The Sales Leadership Podcast is also brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. We're all facing new challenges, and if you need someone to talk shop with, I've got you. If you want to become an elite, legendary sales leader for the team you lead, hit me up. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we have a rare repeat guest. Today, we're joined by Ryan Staley, founder and CEO of WhaleBoss. Ryan joined us last year about this same time, and his episode was so well-received, I knew I was going to have him back again sometime this year. Now, as a reminder, Ryan has helped sales leaders all around the world connect with and win in the large enterprise space. He's one of the experts that I've met and one of the best I've met in this space. And as we enter this final part of, of the 2021 selling year, his advice is going to be helpful to very to a lot of us. <clears throat> and Ryan's everywhere right now. He's involved heavily in groups like Pavilion, Rev Genius, Sales Hacker, and others as he works to help people add method to the madness of enterprise sales. And I just knew now was the right time to have him back. In fact, Ryan and I are going to start doing some stuff together that I'm really excited to introduce to you towards the end of the show because Ryan's mission is to help everyone that's interested in enterprise learn to scale quicker and avoid some of those pitfalls that come with large enterprise sales. So Ryan, I'm so excited to have you join us once again. Welcome to our show and thanks for coming back. I'm pumped, Rob. And thank you. That was like one of the, the most warmest, nicest <clears throat> introductions that anybody has given me. So, so thanks for all the love, man. Super excited to be on. I had so much fun last time when we were on and I absolutely loved it. So I'm looking forward to carving it up with you again, man. Well, I appreciate it. It's good to have you back because your, your, your episode did really well last time. People liked the topic. Everyone's talking about it. So why don't we, before we get into it, just why don't you update us? What's going on with you? What's going on with your organization? How are you helping customers these days? What, what are you all about? Yeah, no, exactly. I'll, I'll get into that real quick. So um, about a little over a year and a half ago, I went on my own, uh, got 
got kicked out of the nest. The baby bird got kicked out of the nest, AKA the corporate world where at the peak of COVID after nine years, my, my former employer told me that my services were no longer needed, which was actually one of the biggest blessings in the world because although it was the shit sandwich at the time and it sucked. Cause it was like, I think it was March 31st of last year. So market tanked, um, 75% of our company basically got furloughed. CEO took zero pay. And so um, I was kind of finding my way for the first six months of last year. And uh, like I said, eating the shit sandwich. And then I progressed. And now what I'm doing is I'm helping CEOs and founders scale revenue via enterprise sales or larger deal sizes. And there's three core solutions that, that I should say revenue sprints that I help them implement that help me bring a team with no experience, no marketing, only four salespeople from zero to 30 million annual recurring revenue in five and a half years. So that's that's what I'm doing now. And I'm obsessed about a couple of things that we're going to get into on this episode that I see absolutely destroying the market um, in terms of success. So I want to share that with you and your audience. Can't wait. Like I said, I'm, I'm really excited. Like you've had a really lot of good things happening and I'm, I'm just so grateful that you join us again. So, so why don't we just start by hitting enterprise again? That's, that's kind of where you focus. I said it on the show last time, and, and we have a lot more listeners than we had then. The show continues to grow. So I don't mind starting with this because we talked about it a little bit last time, but I, I still think it's relevant. I, I told you before, I think the enterprise is like a siren song. We're out in the boat. The sirens are on the, on the shore. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going back to Greek mythology with Ulysses here, okay? <laughs> and the sirens are on the, on the shore, and they're calling you in, and, and they see these. This looks beautiful. It looks amazing. It's, I can't turn away from it. And as the boats get closer, the rocks sink the ship, and, and, and you know what happens next. And so I think that sometimes that's, that enterprise is so interesting and enticing but getting through the enterprise and then servicing the enterprise, those are different beasts. And, and, and I think that it's a siren song that we sometimes let it even take longer than it needs to just mm-hmm. because we don't know better. Can, can we start there? Is that an okay, okay place for us to start? Yeah. I, and, and that's one of the things that I focused on a lot lately. <clears throat> it used to be, um, and, and there's still a massive element of this is, not only having the right, and I, I say systems, right? I, I say systems over sales methodologies because I, I think sales methodologies are kind of like, like it'd be kind of like turning on your computer and giving your computer a general idea of what to do when it starts and when it yeah. runs, which as you know, would be an absolute abomination yeah. of, of you'd have files <laughs> over that you have stuff deleting left and right. It would be pure chaos. And, th- and that's what I see a lot with enterprise sales orgs or people that are trying to start it. And so I look at it really as like an operating system and there's core components of the operating system. But one of the things, and, and Rob, I've been obsessed about this, there's of, of creating an amazing offer for people. And there's really four components to it. And I got this from a book, a guy named Alex Hermosi wrote $100 million offer. And I, it just intrigued me and I'm in the middle of it right now. So it's a great book if you haven't heard of it. And one of the things that he talks about is specifically that you got to have your big result right? So that's the first thing, your big result, plus the certainty of outcome, right? People want to feel highly confident and certain that they're going to execute on that. But then the next two are so critical for enterprise. So those are, it's, it's a division equation, right? So those are the two, you want to increase those two. Now, the next two, um, you divide the top by, right? And then, so the next two are, um, you want to is speed. Speed is the first one. You want to make it as short as possible. So with enterprise deals, 
you want to make that sales process as short as possible because even if you have the same people, same resources, same you know number of reps, everything like that, and one rep closes a deal, enterprise deal for a million dollars in nine months, and the other rep closes a million dollar deal in 36 months, over that 36 month time frame, one would do 4 million and one would do 1 million, right? right. So speed is so huge. And then the, the last but um, not least factor is, is basically eliminating effort and hassle, right? So if you could get the bottom two, I used to always just focus on the top two, but we hit our sweet spot and that's how we grew from that zero to 30 million. Once wow. we brought down the simplicity and once we, once we made the, the speed to implementation so easy and so simple that people bought at a, at a much faster rate and we got bigger companies and we blew the doors off competitors that were billions and billions of dollars bigger than us. I really like that. That's, I like systems like that where you have the like focus points. So it's not just go work hard. It's not like, hey, go make sure you get X number of buyers on the buying committee. You're looking at these things that you can absolutely coach to, you can absolutely add process to, you can absolutely add systems to. And that's the kind of thing that I think can get reps attention because now it's it's demystifying it. And that's I really like that approach because Again, I think that you nailed something. We said some reps might take nine months. Some net reps might take 36 months. Uh, I can tell you, I remember when I was running my software company, uh, we had a couple of large enterprise deals. And I, I have a background in large enterprise. We were working on one. We, the, the guy that was running the deal, man, he let this one deal end up taking like 27 months. Before. And then when we got it done, it was still like, Proof of concept. We didn't get the whole thing. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You're laughing because you've seen it before, right? Yeah. <laughs> I lived it, man. I mean, we worked on a deal and and we talked about this on the first episode, but we worked on a deal for 24 months and it was there was 32 people competing in the deal. It was an $18 million deal. And um, we got down to the final two and we were the first loser. And so... Um, the amount of time, resources, energy, and focus yeah. working around like the wrong deal for that lawn uh, was, was gut-wrenching, right? But the beautiful thing about it is we learned so much from that. So then we turned around, got a $20 million deal from Amazon Whole Foods for $20 million plus in 18 months. And, and I mean, many amazing things happened after that in a much faster clip. So a lot learned from their, our mistake. Yeah, I like that. So why is that such an easy trap to fall into, do you think? I mean, uh, again, I I got a lot of thoughts around it, but I'm interested in your take. I mean, you help people stay out of that quicksand, right? You help people avoid that. Why is it so easy to fall into? Because we got a lot of people listening to this right now. Many of them are going to be doing large deals or in the middle of large deals. Should we be concerned when things start taking a long time or should, or should we just say, Hey, that's just enterprise. I mean, any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like you get in, like, you get in life what you tolerate. So if you have the attitude where it's like, hey, it's just going to take a long time, then it's going to take a long time. If you have expectations and expectations to be one of the greatest superpowers that a human has is that, you know, if, if your constant focus is on, on cutting the time down, uh, then you're going to start to naturally cut the time down it takes to close a deal. From, from A to B. And, you know, I, I think there's, there's a great speed formula, right. That you could look at it's, it's um, speed control and then basically close. Right. So 
you, you got to control it and, and steer it in a really fast and effective manner. And there's ways to do that. Um, but I think going back to your original question, Rob, why so many people struggle with it is because there's so many steps, right? Like anything that you work on for nine months, if you haven't done it repeatedly, there's going to be a lot. So, so there's nine steps or it could be, or I should say it's nine months. Then there's 15 people involved, right. That all have different competing priorities and relevancy. And then on top of it, you know, all of which need demos and all kinds of stuff that you feel like you're starting over every freaking time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of it, you're operating loosely from a, a method methodology or philosophy instead of an operating system. So like, dude, you can freaking have a great process. Right. But then if your strategy sucks, you're doomed. Right. Okay. Let's say you have a great process and a great strategy, but you don't know what to say, when to say it. Then once again, you're, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So there's like three layers to executing. Cause it's like, and, and in the middle, like well, what happens when you're baking a cake, when you're ready to bake a cake and it's getting ready in the middle, it looks like a pile of crap, right? There's, <laughs> there's flour everywhere. There's eggs. Right. The kitchen is destroyed. But if you don't do the right things in the right order, it won't be that beautiful cake at the end. And, and enterprise sales is the same exact way. So let's talk about that. I know you have a framework uh, to help make sure that that gets organized the right way. Can we dive into that just a little bit and introduce some of the things you've learned to make sure when you're baking that cake that you don't get discouraged when you're in that point when everything seems like it's upside down? Yeah. So um, and, and when you're saying organize, are you, you talking like the general like A to Z or do you want to talk more about like at the end, we're trying to get this done. You've invested months and months. How do you shorten up what's typically the longest step in the sales process? Which, which where do you want me to start, man? Whatever you think is most relevant. I'm interested in what you're seeing more of right now. Okay. So how about I do this? I'll give a high level overview of just like how I look at it as an operating system. And then, you know, just the core, there's like kind of three core frameworks that I look at and, and I'll go really high level on those. And then I know a lot of folks are trying to hit their number for the year. So why don't we hit on, on some of those? Cause there's basically a three-step framework for that with 12 questions that let's do that. I like that because you're right right now. There's a lot of people that are going to be depending on a couple of these big deals to make their year. How can we help throw some gas on that fire? Yeah, man. Well, as a leader, it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars difference, right? It could be from you getting promoted to you getting demoted. So, so uh, in terms of looking at that is so the first one, the, the three core frameworks that I look at are the three operating systems is, is kind of what I call whale scale operating system. And that's really, that's simple. That that's more along the lines of the core primary sales system that you have on the front end that encompasses the process that your salespeople need to go through. If you're a sales leader, founder, right? Um, the process, the strategy, and the strategy is a personal strategy or a relationship strategy and a business strategy, and then the execution, and basically okay. that's step-by-step. Step. Okay. When you're in, in the first step, first meeting the sales process, this is what you say. This is how you architect the questions. Second step, third step, fourth step, fifth step, sixth step, all the way down. So then basically everything that the, the rep is executing on is responsible for controlling the deal. So there's a little bit of challenger sale in there because you got to control it and you got to accelerate it, but that doesn't happen on its own. You got to be the driver of that, especially when you're coordinating 10, 15, 20 different people in different departments where this is just a minor piece of what they do, right? So that's that's core operating system one. 
core operating system number two is what I call a secondary sales process. And it depends on whether you have full cycle reps, if you have um, basically reps that are just for the core sales process, you have SDRs, you have customer success management. There's a way where basically from the point that which you sell, um, oh, and by the way, Rob, the the thing I forgot about the first operating system before I go on is that one of the key things that management could really blow the doors off their numbers every single year without even adding staff or doing anything else. Yep. And this, this is, this is big, this is big, but it's simple okay. is you look at, and um, if you, you've heard of snowflake, right? I'm sure of you've course. probably heard of Snowflake, like yeah. the largest yeah. IPO ever. Yeah, for, of course. Right. So one of the things they do, and this is for the core operating system is they leverage <laughs> a, a 50 and 50 method. So if you're a smaller company, you could do it 10 and 10 or five and five, but they look at their 50 most profitable deals, biggest and most profitable deals from the last year and the 50 deals that closed the fastest. And basically they dissect why that happened and how that happened. So then they can continue to iterate. We did the same thing, looked across verticals and we found trends and patterns where there's one deal that was, let's say it was a hundred thousand dollars a month on average, one vertical. In another vertical, it was twenty thousand dollars a month on average. They closed in the same time frame with the same amount of effort. So then we focus more of our effort towards the vertical with a hundred thousand dollar effort. Okay, so sorry about taking a little detour there. No, I um, actually like that because I, I think sometimes we're just like so focused on just winning what we can win that we stop saying let's fish where the fish are. And you know, like if you want to go catching bluefin tuna you better be in the atlantic ocean on a on a big boat you better not be in a mountain stream and the mountains of utah where i am right and, yeah. and and so i think sometimes i think that's really good advice i actually like that i i'm glad you brought that 50 50 up or that 5 5 or 10 10 whatever it is i think that's a tactic that every single person every leader should do i i've never heard of that before but i love it thanks man yeah and it's it's <laughs> it's really around the core concept of, of like serving a starving market and different markets are, are hungrier than others. And a good analogy is like, Hey, you know, do you want to be the, the guy selling hot dogs walking down the street? Um, or do you want to be the guy selling hot dogs outside a club at 3 AM in the morning with a bunch of drunk, hungry people? I would say it's option B, right. Cause you just blow the doors off the place. Right. So um, the, the other thing I want to just make a quick comment on is, is it, Palantir is a $30 billion valuation um, for their company. And one of the things that I saw about Palantir is their top 10 customers accounted for 66% of their revenue. Wow. So just, just process that, man. 10 customers, 66% of their revenue, $30 billion valuation. So that just shows like how critical getting really good at big deals is, right? And that's, that's why I help companies do this because there's a lot of steps to it. There's a lot of components to it. But if, if, if you have someone that's gone through the muck hundreds of times, see what works and what doesn't, it gets really simple and really clear because it's based on principles. So, um, all right. Step number two, man. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I'm trying to fire through this because I know we got a little shorter session. Yeah. So we're, it's a shorter episode today. Sadly, I, we're going to run out of juice. So I'm trying to <laughs> shut up and let you go. Well, I was chatty on the front end. So that's my bad. So the second operating system is basically create a secondary sales system. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is if you look at like earnings reports from Salesforce, HubSpot, many of these other companies that are, are absolutely killing it, 
that they're getting, I mean, I've seen, I think Salesforce is getting as much as 60%, 63% of their revenue from existing clients. And that grows really? year over year. Yeah. Palantir, same thing. They got basically a 30, I think it's 33, 36% increase on the amount that their top 10 customers spend every year over year. So basically, not only are they making the most money off their big customers, but they're getting to spend you know, 36% more every single year. And the key to that, we did the same thing, which is how we capped that 30 million ARR with another 30 million in capital revenue. This is we had a secondary sales process. And a good example of that, Rob, is we had one sales rep and her primary responsibility, she got a handful, I don't know, she may, got maybe 20 customers. And what she started to do is after she got those 20 customers, maybe, maybe it's 30 or 40, it's just a little bit more over a few years. What she did is all she did is focus in upselling, cross-selling, and expanding those customers. And she was the top rep in the company. Wow. <laughs> so once you get that foothold, right, that's gas on the fire. So that's operating system number one. Operating system number two, getting more out of every customer. And then three, which is the one I am freaking passionate about right now, that's blowing the doors off stuff for some of my customers. And that's on creating a referral operating system within your company. So yeah, is it cool if I hit that right now as well, man? Let's go. Yeah, no, I, I love it. This is, this is so nicely stacked together. Because I, I, I think this referral one is one that's overlooked. I have a lot of people talking to me about it right now. And I think the referrals, like most of the time, it's like, most of the time they don't ask. First of all, most of the time they don't ask. Second of all, it's, it's done in a way where they force the customer to do the work. It's like, Hey, Ryan, you got anybody you could introduce me to? I I need a few more customers, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know you got it, man. And and so like here, here's, this was going to blow your mind too, Rob. So Uber, 95% of their customers were from a referral. Tesla. A third of their customers of the Model S were from referrals. Slack, 97% of their users were brought in via referrals. Dropbox, 35% of their user base was acquired via referrals. Now, like, I don't know about you, but those are some pretty compelling numbers. Like Tesla's on freaking version nine of their referral program. So how do you get good at referrals? I want to dive into that because I I don't care if you're enterprise or mid-market or small business. This applies to everyone, true or false. Yes. True. Okay. Guilty. Go. True. Go. Okay. All right. So, um, and this is, uh, I'll, I'll give you kind of like a four-step framework that I have for referrals that I'm, I'm passionate about. And one of my clients, we implemented this and basically they got, their average sales cycle is four months. And basically they got three deals with an average sales cycle of four weeks. Okay. Okay. Like that's stupid. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and there are three new logos, three new logos, right? Okay. So yeah. we're talking about speed. This is like, and, and, and this is just at the starting process. Like this was in a few months of starting. This isn't even after you get momentum. So there, there's really four components to it. And there's what I would call like basically the profit pathways, right? So that's the overall, like, if you look at the core components of it, um, that's, the different playbooks you could understand for referrals because every company is a little bit different. Every customer base has different needs when you look at that. So it's understanding all of them, right? So like PayPal, for example, they did a two-sided referral. So every referral that they got for, they would give, I think it was like a $50 credit to the person who referred and then the referee would get $50 credit, right? 
Tesla's got something more imaginary um, where they offer like a thousand dollar charge on the station of uh, like a power charge or supercharge, whatever they call it. That's and then cool. um, they, they take it a couple steps further. They got all these like experiences attached to it too. Right. So those are what I call the profit pathways. Okay. And then the second one is the process and that's more behavior design. So the, the, the process or the behavior design I use, have you ever heard of the book called tiny habits, Rob? Of course. I, wait a minute. Is that different than atomic habits? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's it's so basically atomic habits was born from James Clear taking a course from the guy who wrote Tiny Habits, which is BJ right. Fogg. So I was thinking Atomic Habits. So let's go with Tiny Habits for a minute. So Tiny, yeah, Tiny Habits is basically the core research that James Clear came up with Atomic Habits for. Okay. So I think maybe James Clear was just a better marketer than than BJ Fogg or what, but that's <laughs> but that's for a different story. So no, BJ Fogg, right? So the behavior design within that program is is basically um this guy had two students in his class, BJ Fogg. He's a professor at Stanford. So not only has he his books, but he teaches, has done 30 years of research on behavior design, which I, I absolutely love now. I'm, I'm geeking out about it. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that basically as a byproduct of those two people in class, they created this company and they created an app with behavior design. And then it was, I think it was about 18 months later, they sold it for $1 billion. Dang. Do you know what, do you know what, do you know what it is? Do you know no, what program tell it me, is? Tell me. Instagram. No way. Instagram. Yeah. So Instagram was, was born out of this behavior design process. And so that's the same process I use for referrals. And it aligns with what you're talking about, how to make it super simple. How do we create a prompt so that people do it? Then motivation doesn't even need to be high and ability doesn't even need to be high. You just have to make it super simple and you have to prompt people, Right. So behavior equals motivation, ability, and prompt. And I could go more on this, but because of time, let me, I want to finish yeah. out and round out the other ones. And we got something coming up. I think you and I could go deeper on these as well. So yeah, we, in fact, we um, will. We'll talk about that at the end. So. Yeah. I mean, because these literally have the ability to double, triple companies in a short period of time. The next one are peaks. And a lot of people don't really look at this. So when I mean by peaks are emotional peaks that your customer has where they're in a state of bliss or they're super happy based on the result you've created or something that you've done for them, right? So that's step three. And then persuasion, right? Persuasion is a, a word that's very loosely used, but an example of that, this is based on 30 years of psychological research that Robert Cialdini uses um, or created with eight principles of influence. If you read the book Influence at all before? Yep. Yeah, it's an awesome book. So there's a, princ- there's a principle in there called reciprocity. And in that principle, he gives an example of a guy who... This was in 1971. The study basically had a guy where a psych- psychology, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. I'm having a brain fart, but basically he did a research project and he gave half the people in the study a Coke, which was only 10 cents at the time. Isn't that ridiculous? 10, 10 cent Coke, right? Okay. Um, and then the other half, he gave them nothing. Okay. okay. So later, and the guy's name is, let's just say it's Jerry. Let's say it's okay. Jerry. So Jerry gave him that. So then what ended up happening was, he then asked those people for a charitable donation. So guess how much the people that did not get a Coke gave? Guess how no, much? I have 25 no cents, 25 okay. cents, right? All right. So you still get people have good hearts. They're still donating, right? Right. But the people that he gave a Coke to guess how much they donated? 50 cents. 
you're right, dude. It's 50%, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, like double the output. And, and there was people that even said, I don't like this guy, but I'm going to donate 50 cents. So even though they didn't like him, they still donated double someone that didn't get anything. So the moral of this story is there's a reciprocity pr- principle that's so hardwired into our human existence based on community and wanting to stay alive. So if you give somebody something first that they appreciate that's customized, then the natural question that they say, and I tested this out personally, is thank you so much. What can I do for you? I like that. That's the four-step framework, man. That's really good. How often do you see companies that have a referral system? Um, Not very often. I mean... Yeah, I would imagine so. I, I sat in a room of 5,000 entrepreneurs and um, there was only 4% of 5,000. So about 350 people, I think is that number that had two, two referral systems in place. So I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm thinking about your three systems. You have your new business system, sales system, sales process, your expansion business system process. Then you get to this third one, this, this referral system uh, process, which has the shortest sales cycles and probably I'm going to guess a little bit bigger deal sizes, I would guess, or at least your return per hour of sales, you know, it's going to be way higher. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there are some that have good systems, but for all of our listeners right here, this is something like, is this something that they need to like, make sure like, as you go into this part of the year, if you don't have a referral system, is it worth it to like, say, hold the phone, Chuck, let's get, a system in place? I mean, any, any advice on how to get a system like that in place? Well, you could have someone like me work with you to accelerate the time frame. That, that would help. Okay, great. But I'm not yeah. going to pitch myself. Um, yeah, I, I think like one of the things that, that we talked about is um, it's not, it, it just needs a little bit of attention and it needs to be carefully thought, thought through. So, you know, one of the things that I have coming up is a really short, simple, low cost, effective program where you could figure out how to do this in five days. So I'm going to do a five-day challenge on that. And then let's talk about the five-day challenge real quick because we are running. I'm I'm frustrated. This was going to be, it is a great episode. I'm sad that we're going to have a shorter episode today. So let's hit your five-day challenge. Okay. Yeah, man. So I'll hit that. And then if there's pieces we need to go over. So I think what what we're going to do is um, I'm doing a five-day challenge on referrals for revenue. And within that challenge, I'm going to break it down the four core components so that you can start implementing it immediately. We well, can implement it yourself. You could have your team implement it. If you're an individual contributor, you can implement it. If you're a founder, you can implement it. If you are a sales leader, you can implement it. And I'm going to break that down in those four steps. And it's literally going to start the week of, after the holiday week of, and I'll probably, I'll give the date. We are going to start... Doo, doo, doo. See here, man. It's going to be the week of the 13th. It's going to be during lunchtime. So if you give me, you know, your time during your lunch for that week, I will give you something that will exponentially give you returns in a really short period of time that meets that value equation that we're talking about. I love it. How do they learn more about that? Yeah. So basically there is a website called www.referralsforrevenuechallenge.com. And four is F-O-R. So www.referralsforrevenuechallenge.com. And what we're going to do is uh, something that you and I spoke about, Rob, 
is are we cool to talk about the the live training that you and I are going to yeah, do? Get into it. Let's go. Yeah. So one of the things we we got shortchanged on here is accelerating the speed to close. So we kind of looked at this and we are going to do something on um, the website is going to be www.robandryan.live. Yeah, Check baby. that out, man. Uh, robandryan.live. And we are going to go over how to accelerate your closes for the end of the year. So ideally, we want you to be on the high side of, hey, maybe I can make an extra 100 grand, 200 grand this year by crushing my number, by bringing across that whale. So we got, we got things that we're going to cover there. And then how to start right, right? Like how can you start implementing components of this referral system in your business so that you hit the ground absolutely screaming at the beginning of the next year? And so we're going to do that the week of, or actually that's on the 9th, right, Rob? That we, one's on the 9th. Yeah, that we settled on the 9th. at 9th at uh, <clears throat> 11 a.m. Eastern. And there's going to be a link in the comments for that as well. So want to serve you and support you guys at the highest level. And so we're going to do this live training together. And if it goes a little longer than an hour, it goes a little longer than an hour. Rob and I like to talk. And, but at the same time, there's no cost for that. It's free. Join us. And I think we can take it from there, man. Yeah. I'm excited to bring that to our listeners and to the sales community, because honestly, I think, I think that's the thing, man. If you can show if like carving a little time off the sales cycle is, is smart because it's just one of the levers in the sales equation anyway. But I think that it shows up even more in enterprise, like what you're talking about, because the dollars are so big and the time is so long that if you take, a, you know, 10% off that sales time in enterprise, that's a big deal. That's, that's not just a day, you know, like if it's a, if it's a 30 day sales cycle, you're going to get it three days earlier. If the kind of numbers we're talking about, you'll get it a month or two earlier. So that, that's a big deal. Yeah, man. Well, and the other thing on the customer's end, the reason why this happens is because if they fail, they could get fired, right? Everybody talks in, in entrepreneurship. Yeah, I fail all the time, blah, blah, blah. You're working for a big company and you sign off on a million dollar, $2 million deal and it flops, you'll get, you're going to get fired. And right. so it's, it's really how to give them mind share of your execution so that doesn't happen. And that certainty, which is the top of the value equation that we talked about, so... All right, man. This was good. We're we're on our last couple of minutes, so let's let's wrap this up. So we'll have the the website for your five day challenge. We'll have the website for what you and I are going to do together on the ninth. We'll have it in the show notes that go out. So we want everybody to to participate in both. Any final thoughts as it relates to enterprise and and building systems for sales leaders? I we hit referrals harder than I expected that we would, but I'm glad we did because I think that translates all boundaries. Do you have any like final thoughts to our listeners today as we wrap up this episode? Yeah, I, I think, you know, well, here's the thing. Like I could be a resource for anybody that listens. Like I love Rob. He's a great dude. And um, so I'm gracious to be on the show. So if you have questions for me, hit me up on LinkedIn and I can answer any questions that you want. Just direct message me <clears throat> at ryanstaley.io. Um, but last but not least, Rob is you know, if you just want something to walk away with and you don't want to talk to me or need anything specifically, the number one thing outside of just the size is the speed. I can't focus on that enough. Like so much time and energy is wasted because people don't focus on the seat speed while looking at kind of that 50 by 50 model that Snowflake, the largest IPO does every year consistently. So if there's something simple outside of referrals to take away, use that, leverage it, and you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna continue to get bigger and bigger deals 
faster if you do that, which is the name of the game, which helps you keep up with VC expectations, which helps you keep up with those quotas that jump every year, um, with those budgets that jump every year so that you can maintain pace and uh, do what you need to do. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. For those of you that are new to Ryan, he just gave you his contact info. He told you how to get it connected with him. Connect with Ryan, follow him. I love the content that he puts out. He's one of the few people that I turn to as wanting to learn more when it comes to large enterprise sales. I think you've already been able to hear he's process and systems oriented. He can help you add method to your madness and find those small, small improvements that can create disproportionate improvements. Uh, Ryan Staley, the dude that's helping us uh, avoid that phrase of speed kills around the world in sales, right? Thanks Thanks, for joining. Thanks for joining us, man. And happy selling. It was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, I've got to thank my friends at Scipio for their support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Listen, texting is one of the last platforms where you can really differentiate how you engage your customers. And there is no doubt in my mind that texting needs to be part of the modern sales process. There are very specific places that you need to do it. They can help you do it right. I've dug into Scipio's product. I love it. And since I've started this partnership with Scipio, I've had several sales managers hit me up and tell me just how much they like the Scipio platform. It's simplicity, it's powerful features, and the impact of texting done right. It makes this tool a no-brainer for anyone in the modern sales world. Listen, not all sales text messaging platforms are created equal. And if you're looking to engage more with your clients and you want to get more people to your meetings, just start using Scipio. Their platform is the most powerful, most personal one I've ever seen. It's just that simple. I know the team personally. I know they'll give you an amazing experience. Take advantage of a free month with no strings. Compliments of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Head to Scipio.com and tell them I sent you by using the code ROB on the signup page. You'll be blown away how quickly the right text platform can change the game for members of your team. Now, this podcast is also brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group, my company. If you're like most leaders, most sales leaders, you've been left to figure out your sales leadership system on your own. And that means you should just hit me up. Because while I can tell you there's no shortcuts to success, I can tell you you get there if you take the most direct route. That's the fastest way, a straight line. And if you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love the content in our community for sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. Think of it like the Home Depot for sales leaders. It's got my best content, over 100 hours of training materials with new materials released every single week. You'll find everything you need in Sales Leadership United. And if you've never had a coach in your corner, I'm telling you now is a great time to give it a try. The greatest performers in the world in every discipline invest in themselves. So save your most precious resource, your time. Small improvements create disproportionate results in both sales and sales leadership. And if you can win just a little more and just a little faster, I'm telling you, you create massive results. And if you want to find those advantages faster, hit me up. Now, I love Ryan. Ryan's a good dude. I I enjoyed him last time. I, I liked him even better this time. Last time was 100% about the nuances of the enterprise. Ryan still brought the enterprise focus today, but he honed in on the systems. And if you've listened to this show for very long, you already know I'm a big believer in systems. Tim Kite once told me average leaders have motivational quotes, good leaders have plans, but elite leaders have systems. And the reason I am so glad we had Ryan on the show today is I am convinced that if you want to be elite, 
You want to be in that top 1% to 2%. You can't just work hard. you got to have systems. And Ryan identified several that we need to have. He went into three in detail, okay? I, I want to start spitting some systems at you, though, you should be thinking about as you listen to this. I hope you're asking yourself, what systems do I have in my bag of tricks? Right? We need systems for winning new customers. We need systems for retaining and expanding our customers. We need systems for gaining referrals. And Ryan gave us such great insight there. And I hope you're going to go to his revenue, uh, his referrals for revenue workshop to get a head start on a referral system. Cause I find very few people that actually have really good referral systems, but you also need a leadership system, right? You need a leadership system so you can do the jobs of managing up and leading up. You need systems for coaching and creating intentional improvement for each rep. I've found that most people have a sales system, but my experience has been very few have leadership systems. But I've also found that those that do far outperform those that don't. So Ryan really emphasized having systems that make sure you can win in the large enterprise. But the principle applies to every part of your job. So here's my advice. Look at each aspect of your job as a sales leader. And by that, I mean look at your sources of revenue. Right, winning, expanding, referring. Look at the roles you're expected to fill. Managing up, managing laterally, leading up. And then don't just work hard, but build systems. Because that's the only thing that will allow you to scale. And our jobs are so complex. I'll go to my grave saying that the sales leader has the, the toughest job in all of business. we got to juggle a lot of balls. And the only way you're going to be able to juggle these and keep all the balls in the air without having them hit the ground as if you got systems. So I hope Ryan's models were helpful for you. They for sure were helpful for me and what I'm doing. He shared this killer blueprint on three key systems you've absolutely positively got to have. And then he shared some killer stories on how people have had stupid levels of success as a result of using these systems. So that same thing that he talked about, leveraging systems, That's going to throw gas on every part of your sales leadership success. So don't ever forget it. Elite sales leaders, they rely on systems. It's really easy to have all the like buzzwords and quotes, right? I love when Tim told me that. The average ones have all the quotes. they They say all the right things. But the elite ones, they have the systems. And you've heard me say this before. Maximum effort does not always create maximum speed. So don't fall into the trap of just working hard. Create systems that have been proven to create results. Now, it's going to take some time. And then once you've done this, you're never done, by the way. Once you have a system, you're always going to be fine-tuning it. But it is a difference maker. So, Ryan, my man, thank you so much for joining me today. I I love what you do. I love your energy. I enjoyed the conversation. It was a blast to have you back. And, And Ryan's workshop is something you absolutely need to check out. I have the link to it in the show notes. Um, he, he mentioned it on the show, uh, make sure you hit that link and, and, and you get the head start on building that referral system that will get you bigger deals with brand new clients faster than you're used to seeing happen. And remember, you don't have to start from scratch. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just join Ryan's work workshop and you're going to get started fast. In addition, I'm pumped to do the masterclass with them, the live training that you're not going to want to miss. Right. If you want to win more in the fourth quarter, if you want to win more in the enterprise, if you want to unstick deals that are stuck, join this class. We're going to help you on your journey to that promised land of getting across the finish line. And if you haven't connected with Ryan, 
do yourself a favor and solve that right now. He's everywhere. He's easy to find. He gave us the contact info on the show. He's involved in all the right people and in all the right places, and he's bringing content that is fire. So thanks for joining me, Ryan. I appreciate you, man. This was such a great conversation, and thanks for giving back to the sales community. Thanks also to my friends at Scipio. I'm telling you right now, if you have not done so, you need to go to Scipio.com, S-K-I-P-I-O.com. Take advantage of their free 30-day trial. Start using their tool for yourself. Go to the sign-up link. Enter the code ROB. Watch the price go to zero. And then start communicating with your prospects the way they want to be communicated with. You're going to get results faster than you ever thought possible. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. That's why I do this show. I do this show for you. I love the sales community. I love the sales leadership world. If you liked this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and send that show to someone that needs to hear it, okay? It goes a long way to helping me get the best guests in the world on our show. You're going to love the next few weeks. I've got some killer guests coming. And I want to finish the way I always do. Be elite. It's a choice, right? Live strong because you can. Chase your passions because it's too short. And, and whatever you do, don't worry. Just execute, because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.